And now, Matt Wright and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. Or, I totally forgot to come up with a nickname, Spike Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this muddied media's, muddied, muddied media, Muddy Waters Media Production. Check us out everywhere on all social media, on all uh, podcasting platforms, everywhere that you can watch or listen to this, including where you are watching or listening to this right now. And if wherever you are watching or listening to this right now, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, whatever it is that you have to do on the thing that you're doing to continue getting our content. And if it's on YouTube, don't just hit subscribe. Also be sure to hit that little bell we want your phone. I usually show you the phone, my phone, as a illustrative measure. But yeah, Matt's phone, like Matt's, and a phone like yours, just similar to Matt's, uh, to explode with notifications every single time we go live. Matt? Oh, I want to share it. Give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. The kids love it. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, let me thank the wonderful and fantastic Justin for the kava that I'm drinking today. And allow me to thank American Airlines for giving me this cartoonishly large bottle of water when I asked for a bottle of water. With a cartoonish label on that. Yeah, this is the new Nestle Pure Life label. I don't know why they went with this. I feel like their old one was perfectly serviceable, but this is... What bull of Anaka? Bull of Anaka. I told so yeah like I was getting ready to go to do the uh, the the thing the go through the 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 you know ads like we normally do at the beginning and uh, yeah we don't do that anymore. yeah we don't do that anymore so that, yeah it's that's that's new for me on this end of the spectrum um, that's new that yes new. So, so here our first post Reno <laughs> episode <laughs> our for yeah our first post Reno so. I have to ask, um, mm-hmm. something happened this weekend, something came out this weekend, and uh, I yes. want to know if I can uh, get your opinion on, uh, if I can get your thoughts on this thing. Um, did sure. you see the new Norm MacDonald? I have not yet, no, and I want to. I was planning on doing it last night, but when I got in, it was real late. And I ended up sleeping for 12 hours, which is more than I think the total amount of sleep that I got the entire time that I was in Reno. Fair. Fair. Uh, so, But I am going to watch it. I'm going to watch it tonight. You have seen it already. You just don't know you have seen it. Okay. You've seen a bootleg of it. Remember when right after he passed, people were putting out those videos of bootlegs of him doing shows? Like yes. recently? That's what yeah. it is. That was him on the road trying to like hone it. That's weird because I thought that the new special was him like at home. It is. So the new special is him at home uh, and he filmed it in 2020 before he was going out 
going in to get a surgery. And if the surgery went bad, he wanted it to be able to be seen by everybody. So he recorded it at home and then he survived the surgery. So he was out on the road, touring it, trying to like perfect it before he recorded the special, but they never recorded the special because they, he was like, I'm not there yet. And then, so you have, you, you've seen it, but this is like a different way to watch it. Cause I was watching it and I knew some of the jokes, um, but they land differently because he's just at home looking into a computer just like this and just telling the jokes, but he does the entire special. It's, it's, it's a cool insight into how he kind of does things. And yeah, uh, to see I definitely, the, when they just to, to see ahead. the growth of the jokes, cause I saw the bootlegs so like, you know, not great quality, but you still heard the way the delivery was done and to see how yeah. it kind of evolved from that time to where it was by the time that we saw it. Yeah, I'm interested in watching it because, you know, my understanding was it was sort of a behind the scenes of how he thought through stuff and how he would, you know, is this funny? Is that funny kind of thing? So I'm very interested to see it. Um I was hoping that he would be like Tupac where we'd have like 10 years of content before, before that ran dry, but apparently not. So, so after the special, uh, they have a bit afterwards where David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Conan O'Brien and Molly Shannon are talking and they watched it and uh, they were talking Mm -hmm. about it. And Adam Sandler said that when they were out on the road doing stuff, he had eight hours of content. Like he was like, I have eight hours worth of comedy saved up. I don't know if he recorded anything else, Mm. but if we have another eight hours of norm floating out there somewhere, I hope they release it. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. At any point, at any point in where it was in its development, I would love to see it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the most important thing that happened this week. Yes, it really was. <laughs> Which that brings to the us world, yes, to the world, yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment. Do you want to do this, or do you want yes. me to do it? No, I'll do it. Okay. This is this is light coffee, except it doesn't taste as good, but also. It's only got one-seventh of the cup of caffeine, and it has neuroprotective mushrooms in it, and also turmeric. I think all these things are good for you, actually. Cinnamon I th- and I think so. sea salt, black pepper. That's Oh, no, there is no black pepper. Well, anyway, these are all good things. You should have them. They're good for you. Muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud. You can get your startup kit today. Can you imagine just how terrible this would taste if black pepper was added to it? I mean, could it could it be worse? worse? Would pepper would make the, that's what was that was what, what was holding this all together. Thank God. Thank as terrible God, as this was. There Thank was God. no pepper. <laughs> um So, our first item of business. Mm. Kevin Spacey is planning a comeback for, for anybody who doesn't know. He Thank actually, God. he has four movies that are either finished in post-production or in late stages of production. 
these are those four movies. Peter 5-8, where he plays a charismatic yet mysterious man who arrives to a mountainside town on a mission. Gore, where he plays Gore Vidal, a guy who moved to Hollywood and had sex with a young Dennis Hopper. The Man Who Drew God, where he plays a detective investigating a blind artist who is wrongly accused of sexually abusing a child. And Gateway to the West, where he plays a cardinal in the Catholic Church. Wow. I, hon I honestly, he's pigeonholed. He's pigeonholed himself, yes. Yes, he pigeonholed himself. However, Only in the first one does he not have we don't sex know. with young people. We don't know. It's just a charismatic yet mysterious man who arrives to a mountainside town with a mission. What's that mission? <laughs> to have sex with sex all the with kids young... there. <laughs> wow. Or teens. He was more of a... Right. Yeah. He was more of a teens kind of guy. But, but now... Mm. As these four movies are coming up on completion, one of them at Cannes right now attempting to be sold, uh, Kevin Spacey has been charged with four counts of sexual assault in England on three separate men. Rest in peace to those men. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So there is a really good chance that none of these movies are ever seen by anyone. Which, and that sucks because Kevin Spacey was my favorite actor. <laughs> And then <laughs> he's a good actor. He's, he's a, a great actor. actor. For he's example, for roughly 40 years, he acted like someone who wasn't having sex with teenagers. That's true. That is true. Uh, in the public eye, in the, in, in, it was a Hollywood open secret that he was doing it. There were many jokes right. about it. Right. Um, so speaking of creepy, Nancy Pelosi. Hmm. Nancy Pelosi's husband was arrested over the weekend for a DUI when his Porsche crossed over State Road 29 in San Francisco and was hit by a Jeep. Honestly, the thing I'm surprised about here is that when I read that Pelosi got arrested for a DUI, it was Paul Pelosi. Yes. And not Nancy. I don't think Nancy drives. I don't see Nancy driving. <laughs> I don't think Nancy's allowed to drive. I don't think she's allowed to drive. Now, I like how they worded that. Was that your wording or the 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 uh, press wording that his what? his car his Porsche crossed over the line and was hit by a jeep? Uh, so he was crossing over State Route 29, and it says that the jeep ran into him. I believe he was probably he probably. The way that I am picture that it happened is he was mm -hmm. he, he had a stop a stop sign or a stoplight and he ran it and the jeep ran mm -hmm. into him, right? Making it a true uh, yeah. statement, right? But because one would argue that he hit the jeep, right? <laughs> he but caused right. the if crash. He, was, he caught. He definitely caused the crash. If he came out, but then the jeep hit him, then I guess the jeep hit him. But yeah. Okay. Right. And in Canada this week, speaking of terrible people, in Canada, they did a couple of things. First, they re-upped their COVID restrictions. 
And then second, this guy, this guy held a press conference and he said that they want to freeze the sale, importation, and transfer of handguns in Canada. This guy, the one on your screen right now, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on Anchor, thank you. Uh, you're not going to get that joke. Uh, the guy on the screen right now said, in other words, we're capping the market for handguns. Other than using firearms for sport shooting and hunting, there is no reason anyone in Canada should need guns in their everyday lives. Good. So then he should be disarming the uh, RCMP and, and the police and military, correct? Yes. That this would guy. be the next logical conclusion. Yeah, that guy. This guy. Mm -hmm. This is the leader of Canada, everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. This guy. This guy is the most, arguably the most brutal tyrant in Canadian history, unironically. Unironically. <laughs> pull, pull up that photo again. This is democracy. So <laughs> in, a, in a world that is governed by, uh, by force, uh, someone like this certainly would never rise to the top because he's a coward and a pansy. Uh, in a rule, in a world that is governed simply by merit and, and market action, he'd never go anywhere because he's worthless and, and doesn't have any actually good ideas that would that would thrive in the market. Only in a in a in a society that is governed by people picking whoever seems the most charismatic and uh, and and presents his lies or her lies as best as possible, um, could someone like this rise to be? the worst tyrant in a country's history. Thank you. This guy. Yeah, this guy. That guy. I, yep. He's wearing Spider-Man underoos. I'm assuming underoos. I don't... Sure. And a children's Tigger hoodie... Thing. Yeah, he's not even staying on brand. Although now both of those brands are owned by Disney. So right. I guess, you know, long game, he knew that those would Di all be Disney products at some point. Di Disney's going to sue us for this for this image. Also, isn't that the uh, Spy Kids behind them? Yeah, that's Spy Kids behind them. I don't know what's worse. Go back. That he's dressed <laughs> like that he's dressed like this or that he has a Spy Kids poster. And with the juxtaposition of the dog staring out the window at the birds above it, it, the framing that he did with his wall decorations don't make a lot of sense. No, that's what I mean. I mean, it, it's one thing you put that thing on, then you take it off. That's great. That's what he wanted his house to look like. That's true. He wanted it to look like this painting of a you know a dog looking over a pastoral scene, and Spy Kids. This is actually the reason that most people are glad their MySpaces were deleted. Because yeah. that's what a lot of people looked like in the MySpace days. I never, I was never on MySpace, but I also never looked like that ever in my <laughs> life. Nor, and not even like in a photo, I would have never taken a photo like that, of course, but I never looked like that without a photo being taken. Uh, Joshua McHose has a valid question. Doesn't Sony own the rights to Spider-Man or did Disney buy them finally? Yes, Sony does own yes. the rights to Spider-Man. That is true. Uh, I, I believe now that uh, uh, Disney uh, Marvel 
has taken that, like that contract or whatever is over. And that's why now that it's now a part of the, the Marvel franchise, right? Like in the last no, year. So what, what happened was, um, what happened was Sony was loaning Spider-Man to Disney. Um, and after Spider-Man, the second one, far from home, uh, after far from home, uh, the contract fell apart and they had to renegotiate, which is how mm-hmm. we didn't think there was going to be the one that just came out. Uh, no way home. Uh, they didn't think that there was going to be a way for that to come out. Uh, but then they renegotiated and part of that negotiation was Sony still owns Spider-Man, but they were going to incorporate spoiler alert. If you haven't seen no way home, mute me for like 10 seconds, 15 seconds um, in three, two, one. Um, but they, uh, that's why they included uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in it, because now they will continue to be able to make Sp- Spider-Man movies with them because they still own Spider-Man, but they aren't supposed to make them with Tom Holland, but Tom Holland can cross over into any movies that they like. So he can be in the Morbius movies and he can be in the Venom movies and he can be like, he can be in those, but Disney will make every Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland but Sony owns Spider-Man. Hmm. Okay. Also, hi, Joshua. Joshua uh, gave me uh, in Reno. He met with me in Reno. Oh, he gave you salmon. I shouldn't, he didn't give me it. He didn't give me Jack. I shouldn't have asked. Oh, you mean like how Matt Hicks gave you an entire, is, is giving you a huge wheel of cheddar, but I still have to be his friend. Did I take Matt anyway. Hicks's question? That's a good point. <laughs> That's a valid point. Hi, Josh. You want? Oh. <laughs> uh, so that was your really actually this time it was the cacao yeah, rapid fire that segment. Was yeah, that, that, was that, that that was the that way was it was fun. supposed to be. That was how we yes intended. Boom. Done. So if you are out there and you were thinking, my God, that was a really fast <laughs> rapid fire segment. I'm suing. I don't have that image on here, I don't think. Is that it? Nope, that's uh, not it. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have that image on here. I just realized that. I'm, I'm going to sue you for not having <laughs> that image. Well, good luck, pal. Because we use Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney, <laughs> to help us whenever somebody tries to sue us. Now, yes. if you live in the Florida region of these United States and uh, or find yourself personally injured by me not having the mm-hmm. Chris Reynolds graphic, um, you can. Well, they've got to use someone else because that's our right. Be- Chris right. They can't use. But if you find yourself personally injured for any other thing, you want to call yes. Chris Reynolds. Too bad you mm-hmm. still don't have the cutout face because that'd be great for you to just be like, oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do somewhere, but God knows where. Right. Um, call Chris Reynolds. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. He is a smiling on, face that will get you stacks and stacks and stacks of cash should you find yourself personally injured here mm-hmm. in Florida. He's a smiling face with a great knowledge of the law, and he will do his due diligence in order to ensure that you get all of the money you deserve from being personally injured 
by somebody who is not me or Spike. Mm-hmm. Or me, yeah. Yeah. I uh it's somewhere in here. Anyway, yes, ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. You can sue anyone that is not us. That's right. That is but true. not us. But not us. Not us though. But not us. Mm-hmm. But that brings us to the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment. And yes. we have we have a number of calls today, and I really hope you can hear them. Our first call <laughs> is from the wonderful and fantastic Mr. Kenneth Ebel. Well, nobody can hear that, so that makes sense. Oh, good. I see why. I see why. Mm -hmm. Okay. Silent but deadly. Um... Well, okay. Folks, if you're thinking, I I want to be able to hear this, I'm suing you. Well, good luck, pal, because you can't, well, yeah, I mean, you can sue us, but not not with Chris Reynolds, and that's who we're counter-suing you with for pissing us off. Right. (laughs) And boy, oh, I hope you don't have big stacks of cash, because that's what we're taking from you. That's true. Okay, why did you not work on that one? ChrisReynoldsLot.com. Not for us, though. Give me one second. I'm going to figure this out really quick on the fly. For anybody who didn't okay. know, uh, I was not supposed to be streaming today. And we no, did okay, so I'm going to tell everyone a fun story. Fun story yeah. time, everyone. So. I am supposed to be streaming because I'm home and I have my internet is working on my computer, but nothing, it won't actually do anything with the internet. So it says connected and it says it has an internet signal and nothing works on my computer and I'm connected to that same internet. It well, it's through the ethernet cable, but it's the same. It's from the same router. And I'm using it right now on, on my Wi-Fi. So it's definitely working, just not on my computer. And I tried restarting my computer. I tried restarting the router. I tried updating my drivers. See, this is the kind of thing, moving forward, this is our last scheduled live episode. Precisely, this is a good part. This is why we're not doing this anymore. Yes. This is exactly why we aren't doing this. This Literally the exact example of why both the fact that I'm not streaming it because of a snafu and the fact that we can't do this segment. See right now, if we were pre-recording, we'd just hit the old stop button, (laughs) stop recording until we figured it out. Right. And then we'd instead, we just have have to deal with this 
in in the while moment, you're all watching while we're all doing this together and it is a soul sucking experience together, folks we are all in this together we're all in this together Still nothing. Neat. Okay. That's that is neat. And that's been our personal injury attorney, <laughs> personally personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor calling moment. Thanks so much, everyone, for calling in. Uh if you go to anchor.fm slash muddy waters slash no slash if you go to anchor.fm slash muddy waters, you can leave us messages. And moving forward, where we're not going to be live anymore, you can we'll hear them and then we'll Respond to them. Uh, and if you want to, also, you can go to Muddy Waters, anchor.fm slash Muddy Waters slash subscribe, and you can become a subscriber. And moving forward, for only $10 a month, you will get weekly access to exclusive members-only content. Uh, you also get a discount to our store. And... Oh, an ad-free listening and viewing experience on Anchor and Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, sorry that that doesn't work. I don't understand why it doesn't work. Everything is set up the way that it's supposed to. And uh, it was just like, no, screw you. Um, yes. So, uh, Again, yeah, so this is why we're not doing live anymore. So what we will do. As a regular with, show. What we will do with the personal injury, because we got a lot of calls in today. Uh, what oh, no. we will do. Yeah is for um for the first subscriber issue we can just answer the calls because i think everybody on there yeah. is a subscriber if i remember correctly that would um, be perfect yeah so that way we can just go through those and it can, and our good friend kenneth ebel sent in like three questions and i know what one of them is and it was a really good question and i don't want to i don't know if he worded it the way that it was in the text so I am hoping that he can. I am hoping that uh, we can get that answered uh, for him over whenever we do it. Yeah. So, sorry, folks. This is why we aren't going to go live anymore. Yes. Which brings us to our. And speaking. Well, speaking of not. Uh, yeah. So, speaking of what? Yeah. yeah. So speaking of things that never mess up, mm. Waffle House. Oh, yes. The Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. The fastest growing caucus in the Libertarian Party. And the second largest. And join the movement today by going to Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus Facebook group. And then you can also buy Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus swag. Yes. By going did. to the Muddy Waters Media store, by going to muddywatersmedia.com and then pressing the store button. Yes. And while we're here and we're talking about food, the Gravy King. The Gravy King. The Gravy King. So, as we all know, as we all know, last Tuesday, we we briefly touched on it on our show on Tuesday, um, but we uh, didn't go into much of it because, as we said then, we did not want to make any bad takes. Uh, we didn't want to make any bad takes, and we wanted to wait for more yep. information to come out. 
that there was the heinous crime committed where an 18 year old male murdered i think it's 19 students i've seen places where it's higher than that now um i believe it's 19 students and two teachers, two teachers. yeah that's what i have but I, I read somewhere 21 students um have now passed but i don't well, know i know it, yeah it might be i don't know um so and this was at rob elementary in uvalde texas what we have seen since then as details has have come out which is why we didn't want to make any you know rush to judgments or anything like that and like come out guns blazing like a lot of the people we're going to be talking about today uh, we have discovered that this tragedy was made much worse by the failures of law enforcement. Um, this show isn't going to be about that. Uh, but Jason and I are going to be doing a special on that on Sunday uh, on a brand new episode of Muddy America, which will air live. And then it'll be available for subscribers only after its initial airing. Um, but you can watch it live and then it's just going to be gone forever unless you're a subscriber. Um, instead, what we're going to be talking about today is the agenda that so many people have had uh, that they began pushing immediately after this happened. And we're going to be going over why this agenda is stupid. Obviously we're going to be talking about gun control immediately upon the death uh the the news of this happening immediately people began grandstanding on the graves of these children which was absolutely yeah. horrendous the worst that i which saw weren't that even I, which weren't even dug yet yeah right the worst that i saw which i don't actually have in here i meant to grab it and then i, I was working on a bunch of other stuff was uh uh, Francis O'Rourke uh, where he showed up at the press conference where they were talking about it and started blaming everybody at the press conference he wasn't invited to the press conference and he just shows up and he just starts screaming uh, at the people who were up on stage which was a really terrible way to do it because nobody can hear what you're saying Francis and you're just up you're just up there muffledly yelling at somebody who is now owning you because everybody can hear what they are saying um it was it it was nothing but a show for political it was a nothing but a show he was only doing it for political capital and he wasn't yeah. actually worried about <laughs> anything else um but it started, the first one that we saw, and God, I hope you can hear this stuff, um, is came from uh, Kamala Harris, who that night was giving a speech. So, so I think, I think we, we all know, know and have said, said many, many times, times with each other, enough, enough is, is enough. Enough, enough is, is enough. enough. As, As a, a nation, nation we, we have, have to have the, the courage, courage. To take, to take action, action. And, and understand the nexus between what makes for reasonable and sensible public policy. To ensure something like this never happens again. And if that was echoing for you, that was their recording, not mine. Um, I had to check really quick to make sure that I didn't do anything. Did you hear that? No. 
Didn't think so. Okay. So she was saying enough is enough. We in this room are the smartest people in the world. So we need to do things. We need to put things forth in order to ensure that nothing like that ever happens again. Mm. I agree. I think that we should uh, end uh, school for uh, gun free zones uh, so that there, there are no longer these massive uh, buildings or these buildings filled with nothing but um, unarmed targets and vulnerable people that mass shooters can shoot, uh, can fight against. I think that we should uh, look at the fact that we've militarized the police and yet they, they use it to stop parents from being able to uh, protect their children um, while the shooter continues to shoot inside. Um, and I think we should also, uh, because they said border patrol arrived, that's actually not true. An off-duty border patrol officer arrived and, and stopped this. So we should look at the fact that good people with guns stop bad people with guns unless the government tries to stop them. Right. Um, that obviously was not the end of that because why, why yeah. would it be? Um, this led to the doddering old fool in chief uh, to re-up one of his favorite quotes in possibly the most um, inhumane way ever. Because when you are speaking out to the people of mass tragedy, it's good to try to throw in a joke of sorts. Um, so here is Biden uh, hinting at the idea that we need an assault weapons ban. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need a solvent for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. You couldn't hear that either, could you? Yeah, I could hear that one. Okay, good. When you are giving a speech, an impassioned speech to the families that have just lost their loved ones, mm -hmm. saying your joke about deer aren't running through the forests with Kevlar vests doesn't it doesn't ring right. No, it doesn't. Also, those weapons aren't for deer. They're for small game and medium game. That's the point of it. And, and he knows that. It's interesting how he doesn't want an 18-year-old to be able to purchase a weapon. Uh, unless, of course, uh, it, actually, this isn't a purchase. They shouldn't yeah. be allowed to purchase, but they should be allowed to join the military where they then go around the world and use much more uh, powerful weapons, which are explicitly designed to kill people. 
as well as you know multi-million dollar weapon systems and everything else that's perfectly fine but a uh, the vast majority of 18 and year olds who will go and purchase a firearm either for target shooting or to defend themselves and will not use them in a shooting uh they can go kick rocks um also yeah. that's an incredible skewing of the data when it comes to the assault weapons ban uh from when the assault weapons ban that's actually uh, the, that's actually the... in later okay yeah <laughs> i know where you're going already in there later yes. okay good good <laughs> Yeah, it's like what? Well, don't you, you can't have the notes yes. up, and I understand that, but don't worry, it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, good. Yeah. So yeah, like the way that he handled that completely wrong because, like, yeah. like we said on Tuesday when this happened, we want to wait until we have the data. We want to know what happened before we make anything. We hate saying thoughts and prayers, and our hearts go out, and blah blah blah. Because yep, we yep. do. We don't ever want to have to say that. However, there come times that that is the right thing to say because you do not want to ever make the wrong. You never want to make the wrong. Uh, assu- like you don't want to make the wrong assumption and say something that you are going to regret. Jacob Blake. Exactly. Um, so you always want to make sure. So we wanted to wait. And by the time that this show happened one week later, a lot of data has come out and a lot of people did not wait. Those two people being two of them. Some of them who didn't wait, it's not going to matter. Um, so Biden is quick to, uh, I guess it was the next thing. Um, Biden is quick to talk about the assault weapons ban um, causing a decre- decrease in mass shootings. You can tell him what the rest of that is <laughs> since you already know it. Yeah, so I I know that, and we may not be talking about the same thing. Um, the uh, the um, the murder rate actually continued to decrease before the assault weapons ban, through the assault weapons ban, and then even after the assault weapons ban, the murder rate continued to go down, including the rate of murder by gun across the board. The murder rate went down. It only actually started to rise. Actually, the murder rate when the assault weapons ban went into place went up, and then it did went, it really? It, it went up, it went up, mm. and then it went down, um, and then it went down when the assault weapons ban went away. The reason he's using the mass shooting thing is because they changed the numbers on mass shootings. They lowered it from ah. like five to four or four to three, and that's how like. Because he normally will say when the assault weapons ban was in place, murder rates were down, which isn't true. So he had to change That's it. To, ma- to Mass murders went down. And then they took a three time. They went up three times. But that was because right sometime during the assault weapons ban period, 1996 to early 2000s, 2004, five, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. They lowered the number that made something a mass shooting it was i it was either at five and it went to four or four and it went to three i can't remember which one it was but that just yeah. allowed for so many more to be included in it that would make sense because yeah. i know the overall murder rate uh went down was down afterwards like the murder rate now even with the uh increase that we've seen over the past couple of years it's still lower than it was uh in the uh during the assault weapon ban period for example um, that has been slowly trickling down for quite some time. It was actually at its peak when gun control was the highest in the U.S. because there was a period of time where for the majority of Americans, it was either effectively impossible 
uh, or downright impossible to legally own a, a handgun or, or a firearm for where the majority of people lived. So right. only the police and criminals had them. So oddly enough, the murder rate was through the roof. And that has been as those we've been clawing away and getting rid of gun control laws uh, over the course of the past few decades, that murder rate has been slowly dropping. That coupled with uh, economic improvement have caused the murder rate to go down. Right. And you have seen an uptick since 2020, since 2020. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine what would have caused an uptick in murder rates. Um, I don't actually have this in here, uh, but you'll see a lot of people using the stat that um, more children were killed in 2020 by firearms than they were in auto accidents, which is the first year that that's ever happened. And that the number of people um, like since, since they started like recording in 1960 or 1959 auto accidents has been in the lead and 2020, there was a switch and, uh, and firearms was the number one was number one over auto accidents. And they're like, see how bad firearms is. Well, no, nobody was allowed to leave their house. Nobody was allowed to leave their house. There weren't as many people on the road. So obviously there's going to be fewer accidents. Yes, exactly. Fewer Um, accidents. uh, There was less, there were lockdowns. There was just less travel overall. So of course there would be fewer deaths by auto accidents because people weren't autoing. Therefore they weren't accidenting. So one of the things that uh, he said in his speech was that we need to stand up to, we need to stand up to the gun lobby. We need to stand up to the NRA who stand up to the NRA. They're, 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 yes, they're, uh, destroy the NRA for all just, I care. Yeah. They're, they're a flaccid organization who doesn't do anything for gun rights. Um, so go ahead, knock yourself out. However, they're probably including all gun organizations like the good ones uh the goa the uh f the fpc is it the fpc fpc goa FPC. the nagr national association NAGR, of gun yeah, rights NAGR. there's another one there and i'm forgetting it but yeah right yeah i can't re- i can't remember all of them so they're probably including all of them and the fact is in 2021 gun rights lobbyists spent a total of 15.8 million dollars 15.8 million dollars in political donations. You might say that that's a lot, but when you compare it to pharmaceuticals at 356.6 million, electronics at 179 million, and insurance at 153 million, it's nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And yeah, exactly. Uh, if you want to see those, uh, I believe they, I put the link in the show notes so you can see them um, and you can take a look at those facts yourself. Um, another thing that they'll say that they will scoff at is um, if you were to say we need, you know, real security at these schools, if we need, you know, I, obviously not cops, but uh, if, you know, you need private SROs at these schools, um, they will say, no, you can't have that. That would be unsafe. You know, they'll incorrectly, they will incorrectly cite that, well, the SRO at uh, the at Rob Middle School or Rob Elementary School didn't do anything. He ran away. And, well, he wasn't there. That's because there wasn't an SRO there. The police lied about that. 
Yep. Yep. There they was... said that the shooter engaged with an officer on campus. And no, they didn't. The mm -hmm. shooter walked in uh, and opened a door that was supposed to be locked, and it wasn't. And it wasn't after firing outside for 12 minutes. Um, yep. it, that means that it took them more than 12 minutes to get there. Yep. And um, then they got up there and set up a perimeter and pointed outwards and made sure no one could get in. Right. But I know that's you and Jason are going to talk more about that. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that. But so they'll say that, you know, the SRO didn't do anything and there wasn't one there, but they're going to ignore that. And they're going to ignore they're, they are going to ignore that according to crimes research, 94% of mass public shootings happen in gun-free zones. This is from 1950 to uh, June of 2000, uh, 2019. 94%. Mm -hmm. I thought it was 97, so uh, I was wrong. Uh, but 94% of mass, shoot, mass shootings happen in gun-free zones. They don't look at that. They say, no, we just need to get rid of guns. But they don't notice that 94% of them happen in places where guns aren't allowed. And if they're willing to take a gun somewhere where the guns aren't allowed, what will stop them from getting a gun if guns yep. aren't allowed? Exactly. Yeah. Let's just be clear about something. Put, let's just put aside the fact that you have a fundamental right to protect yourself. You have a fundamental right to keep and bear arms. Uh, and government, no one else has any business telling you that you cannot. Let's just pretend for a second that's not the case. Let's pretend that we should only look at uh, whether or not something, even if it infringes on your rights, is going to be an effective way to deal with a problem. OK, let's just pretend that for a second. So the argument is gun control is an effective way to stop gun violence, that getting rid of guns is an effective way to end gun violence. You cannot get rid of guns. There are more guns in the United States than in any other country on earth. There are already more privately owned firearms across the country than there are in any other country on earth. So if you try to quote unquote, get rid of guns, the only way you're going to be able to do that is with a door to door campaign of forcing people to give up their guns. Red flag, except without the need for someone to claim that you did something wrong or scary or are acting uh, dis disturbing or, or concerning beforehand. They just go door to door to take your guns. Can we just acknowledge the fact that having, again, well, ignoring that it would be functionally impossible for them to do that. If they were to do that, it would lead to a level of gun violence that is unprecedented in human history. Yes. And again, it's not even possible for them to do that. But if they could even try to do that or even try to do just a little bit of that or even just focus on the ones that were the most concerning, it would lead to tens, hundreds of thousands of people dead, possibly even millions. But that certainly in the hundreds of thousands of people dead, both the enforcers and those who were enforced against dying as a result of it. So if your goal is to end gun violence. That makes it much, 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 much worse. Also, it would increase crime overall because the law enforcement presence would be focused. It would, the only way you could even effectively do this is to have every single police officer, every single federal agent, 
everyone, all hands on deck, doing nothing but trying to disarm people, which means that if you've been raped, if you've been robbed, if you've been assaulted, if you've been anything other than person owning a gun, no, no one's coming out. No one's helping you. So you would see crime skyrocket. So there's not an, a single metric by which you could judge that this would be a good thing. And also, thanks to 3D manufacturing, even if they could magically make every single gun go away on Earth, shut down all gun manufacturers, there's no more guns for anything on Earth. You could just print a gun with a 3D printer. So to add to what you were saying there, uh, let's say that they did. They, they were like, OK, we're doing a bun, gun buyback, which isn't a buyback. We're just going to come around and take your guns and we're either going to give you three hundred dollars or we're going to arrest you and take your gun. Um, yeah. Those would be the options. And they successfully got, we'll say, what, 60% of the country to turn in their gun, which yeah, I don't think they yeah. would, but let's just say they wouldn't. Right. Let's just, for the sake of this, let's just say they got, let's say 30%. It really doesn't matter. And somebody decides that they want to go shoot up a school. They are going to be able to go out, they're going to get a gun. And they will be able to go to the school. They're going to know that there's not going to be anybody there to try to protect them. That's a regular citizen. And after Parkland and what happened in Uvalde, they know that the police aren't going to come rushing in. So the good guy with a gun being a member of the state, uh, they can go, well, I can just go in here and shoot as many people as I want because they're not going to yep. come in and try to stop me because they're afraid of being shot. Yep. If you were out there, considering for someone who is put yourself in the mindset of being someone who is considering causing a mass shooting if i were doing that i would look at the fact multiple times over that the police don't actually stop you they wait for you to tire out or run out of ammo ammo and then they storm you they don't go in there even though the protocol is to get in there immediately that isn't what's happening they are staying outside and forming a perimeter being cowards Okay, because they have military equipment, a bunch of people with military level equipment standing outside are cowards. And by the way, yes, I am saying military equipment. They don't have AR-15s. They have M4 carbines. They have actual military equipment. They have okay. military surplus equipment and are sitting outside doing nothing but arresting and threatening to tase and assault horrified parents while they hear gunfire. The police are literally facing away from the school while the children inside are being murdered but not their children because they ran in and grabbed their children and pulled them out yep the police in in uvalde uh led to much worse loss of life than needed to happen yeah again not you gotta tune in you gotta tune in to muddy uh muddy america to get the full scope of what they did but if you're if you, the argument is you don't need guns, the police will protect you. The police action is precisely why you should not trust the police to protect you. They're just people with guns who want to get home to their families. And they, if they, and they're under no obligation to protect you yeah. legally or even by job description. Right. Their job Supreme, is to enforce Supreme laws. Supreme Court has said they do not need to protect you. Their job is to enforce laws. Their obligation to themselves is to get home safely. Saving you or your kids is not in that equation. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. There are certainly heroic cops out there, just like there are heroic non-cops out there. But that is not their job. You cannot trust them to do that. You cannot expect them to do that. They're not going to do that. No one is coming to save you. No one is going to keep you safe. 
you have to keep yourself safe. Yep. Now, another thing that you're seeing, you saw a big push after, um, after that happened on Tuesday. Um, on Wednesday, they, Chuck Schumer was talking about whether or not he was going to put uh, HB, the HB8 bill, uh, the, the bill that had to do with more background checks. Uh, up on the floor of the Senate. And he said, we need to pass this now, blah, blah, blah. And then he pulled back and he said, no, I'm not going to do that because he knew he didn't have the votes. And it, was, like, it wasn't going to be close. And because of Manchin and Cinema, who won't allow them to do a carve out for anything in the filibuster, he knew it wasn't going to pass because the Republicans were going to filibuster it. And people were saying, if we could just get this, we would end up getting, uh, we, we would end up finding these people. However, the shooter had had multiple background checks and nothing came up. That is more of a fault of that's a society issue where he lives uh, because something should have come up with some of the stuff that you have found out about him uh, shooting people with BB guns, um, shooting people with BB guns outside of uh out of a car, um, you know, cutting his face for fun. Um, multiple, like there's a bunch of other things that were just definite red flags that were like, okay, this guy, this guy should definitely be in a system somewhere. Um, but there, he wasn't because none of these things ever got reported to authorities. The police knew who he was and they, but they, he was never arrested. He was never brought in. Nothing like that happened. So he passed a background check. He passed two of them because he had to get one for each of the weapons. Um, so that's not the issue. Uh, so adding more background checks isn't what's going to change this. Now, it didn't take long for the honorable flatulator out of California to... <laughs> To show his easily predictable stance on this issue, which I'm certain all of you can guess. Um, he farted out, ban and buy back every single assault weapon. We won't even be the first country to do it. That's true. We wouldn't be the first country to do it. Uh, he would also be the same type of person that would say that uh, America leads in mass mass murders uh but we don't we're like number 11th on the list i believe uh with norway being number one um so interesting yeah weird happiest weird. place happiest place on the planet uh so the push for banning guns and buybacks which aren't buybacks they're just bans um is going to start coming more and more um and people all over the internet and from their pulpits uh, are going to say, no one's coming for your guns, conspiracy theorists. But then you're going to also have your people like Eric Swalwell, who will say, you know, ban them and buy them back. You're going to have your Whoopi Goldbergs, who's going to say, yes, we are coming for your AR-15s. Um, and then you're going to have stuff like with what Biden said here. It makes no sense to be able to purchase something that can fire up to 300 rounds, he told reporters outside the White House after traveling from Delaware. <laughs> the idea of these high-caliber weapons 
there's simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self-protection, hunting, and I guess. And remember the Constitution? The Second Amendment was never absolute. You couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was passed. You couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weaponry. Can, can we just leave that up? Because there's yeah. like every part of that was wrong. Every part of it is wrong. Yeah. So, okay. It makes no sense to be able to purchase something that can fire up to 300 rounds. I don't actually know what he's saying here. Because if he's saying a gun that can fire 300 rounds ever then that's should be every gun. Any gun that can't fire at least 300 rounds shouldn't have been made because it's a piece of garbage. Um, if he's saying 300 rounds capacity, I'm not sure I know offhand of a magazine that holds 300 rounds, and let, maybe like a B, belt fed. BB gun or airsoft or something. Yeah, belt fed, but even belt fed, it's still got to be attached to, I mean, that'd be a long belt. It'd be um, a long belt. And then... Yeah, it'd be a super long belt. And even a belt with inside of one of those, like a belt-fed magazine uh, 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 or chain-fed magazine. I, I don't even, I don't think those are 300 rounds. Maybe they are. Um, it's certainly not what any of these people are carrying. If it means like 300 rounds a minute or something like that, none of the weapons that uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, that that this shooter or anyone else is legally purchasing can do that unless they have an incredible trigger finger. So I don't know what that was about. The idea of these high caliber weapons. So a uh, an AR-15 is uh, 0.223 caliber, which is actually fairly low caliber. They're not high caliber at all. High caliber weapons uh, are things like a .30-06 uh, uh, or even a, a .440 and things like that, which are absolutely for hunting. So there's simply no rational basis for it in terms of self-protection hunting. Actually, yes, that's all they would be used for. Those are high caliber weapons are not an effective weapon for fighting people or, or shooting people. You would want to have a, a, a smaller caliber. So not sure why I brought that up. Uh, and then uh, hunting and I guess and remember the Constitution, the Second Amendment was never absolute. It straight up says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Many people focus on the uh, the, the preface uh, of that, which says something about the uh, um uh, about the people, a well-regulated, a well-regulated militia being necessary to a free state. Uh, precisely what that's saying is the people being armed. But even still, even if it meant whatever it meant, that wasn't the actual rule. The rule is the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, and then and there finally, was, there was also buy- real, real quick. There Go was ahead. also the um, the. It was either the Madison letters or the Monroe letters, and I don't remember which one off the top of my head, where uh, somebody wrote in and said, hey, I'm worried about pirates. Can I own a cannon uh, to put on to my boat for pirates? And he goes, yeah, yes. you can own a cannon. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Like, literally and to say you yes. couldn't buy a cannon uh, is the worst argument you can have because you have a letter from the president saying, yeah, you can own a cannon. Yes, you and many people did own cannons. So, in fact, to this day, you can still own a cannon. You can. That's it has never in American history been illegal to own a cannon, including right to this very moment and second. Uh, you couldn't. And then fi- the final sentence: you couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weaponry. You literally could. Not you only could you could. purchase. Not only could you not purchase a lot of weaponry. You could purchase the exact same weaponry that was available at the military level. There was nothing getting in the way of doing that. And in fact, it was very, very common 
for uh, private gun owners to own more advanced weaponry than the military. There were times uh, during the so-called Wild West era where the uh, where the um, the army found that the uh, some of the native tribes, uh, which oddly enough are the ones that still exist, oddly enough, uh, that some of the native tribes uh, and many of the uh, many of the people living out in the Wild West had repeating firearms before they did, uh, like Winchesters, uh, weapons that you could fire multiple rounds without having to reload first. Um, or more than one round without having to to reload and, and put in a cartridge and everything. They actually had that before the military did. Many private owners had uh, black powder weapons before the um, or, or not black gunpowder weapons uh, as opposed to black powder weapons before the military did. So only in the last hundred or so years has it been the case that the military was at the same level as just any private owner in terms of the equipment that they that they military equipment that they have and what biden what biden is saying at this point is he's he is claiming that the good guy with a gun argument is a logical fallacy he's saying that it doesn't matter like he's forgetting about the uh, oh god i just blanked on that guy's name stephen williford from sutherland springs who uh which was the biggest mass shooting in like 20 years at the time Mm-hmm. Um, and when the shooter had gone to the church, shot it, shot it up and he had heard about it. And then he shot, he saw the person driving away and he shot the person, um, yep. using an AR-15. Or the woman, the wor- woman in Charleston, West Virginia, just a few days just, ago, yeah, I think the day after the Uvalde shooting, uh, there was someone who was attempting a mass shooting and she pulled out her pistol and killed him. Yep. And what they're ignoring is the Georgetown McDonough School of Business uh, research paper, which I believe I also put that link in the notes down there for you, uh, in 2021 on national firearm safety that says there is roughly 1.67 million uses of firearms in defensive situations a year. Now, in most cases, 81.9%, the gun is not fired, but that means that the person stopped, ran away. But 1.67 million defenses, defensive uses of firearms per year. In comparison to the 19,320 homicides by firearms per year. 1.67 million defensive uses of firearms per year. 1.67 1.67 and more many and half of them over half of them involve more than one assailant so this yeah. is someone with a firearm who stops multiple people that from trying to hurt him or her or and, somebody and, else uh, 70 oh, wow yeah gun yeah. control is literally disarming people because gun control doesn't work for people who don't care about gun control if you are a uh, if you are a, a criminal, someone who wants to hurt people, then you don't care what the law is because it, it's against the law to hurt people, too. But, you know, to, to rape people, to, to assault people, to murder people, to rob them, whatever. If you're if you're that kind of if you're a criminal, then you don't care what the rules are anyway. Or you might just be someone who don't care what the gun rules are. So you just get guns illegally just to defend yourself. And it could be because you're a previously convicted felon who still has the right to defend yourself or you're someone who has who uses medical cannabis uh, and has to own your firearm illegally because you're not allowed to own a firearm if you use medical cannabis in your state. You know, whatever it is, you may just be a good person 
who just isn't going to follow the gun laws because you have every right to defend yourself, which means that the only people who are going to be affected by gun control, their ability to own a firearm, is a good person who follows the law. Yep. That's it. If you are a bad person or if you are a good person that doesn't follow this law, you are largely unaffected. Or if you work for the government. Two of those three groups are the ones most likely, exponentially more likely, to hurt good people. So think uh, think about this. The government wants to make it where you, because in a lot of places, Texas being one of them, you can't own a handgun until you're 21. Um, but the shooter had a handgun. So obviously, breaking laws, it doesn't mean that the gun control is going to work. But let's say that you made it better you know, nationally. Uh, it, was, it was federally set that you had to be 21 to own an AR-15. Um, yep. You had to be uh, 21 to smoke, 21 to drink, 21 to own an AR-15, you know, unless you're in the military. Um, yes. In which case you still can't do those things, but you can fire off weapons that are much stronger. Um, and even let's go further than that and say they banned uh, any firearms altogether, did a, did a full-on buyback, full-on ban. It hasn't worked with <clears throat> drugs. It hasn't worked with drugs. And who do we see no. uh, often? getting in trouble for drugs, politicians and their families. Would you trust Hunter Biden to be the only person around you with an AR-15? Exactly. I wouldn't. Um, Now, to be fair. I'll tell you what, I would trust trust Hunter Biden more than I would a Uvalde sheriff's deputy. That's a coin flip, really. That's a good point. Is is one of his... Is Are one of his illegitimate children recovering? in the school? Because then I put him on the same plane. Mm. Maybe in recovery, Hunter Biden. Joe Hanush says, I'm okay with Hunter doing drugs and owning a gun, though. I am, t- I am too. Yeah, me but too. But he me shouldn't too. be allowed to do it when we aren't. Yes, that's correct. So that's, I mean, that's that's what you'd be looking at because you would hear about Hunter Biden being arrested with an AR-15 and nothing would happen, and you would get you hope, hopefully none of you, but you know somebody we know would get arrested for having an AR-15 and they would get charged as a terrorist. Yep. So to be fair, um, Biden has stated, I don't believe him one bit. But Biden has stated that anything of this nature is going to have to go through Congress and that Congress is going to have to pass this law, which means they have until like, you know, November 7th, I think, in order to get that law passed. Um, But it won't happen because the Senate split at 50-50. Like we said earlier, there's not going to be a carve out in the filibuster for this. And AOC and others have been uh, hammering Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema over this fact. Um, They are trying very hard in order to get there. And Joe Manchin's mind is starting to be changed. He said in an interview yesterday, I believe, that 
the tone of this conversation has changed. The only thing that I can think of when we have this conversation is my grandkids now. His mind is shifting a little bit on whether or not he would do a filibuster for gun control. Uh, I don't think cinema has changed and you would need all of them. So yeah, you would you would need all of them. You would need all of them. So you still have one person that's you two people are still holding out, but there is a chance that you see a slight shift happening. And if they can try to push that in before the midterms, they will. They absolutely will. Um so <coughs> So they announced after HBA went away uh, because Chuck Schumer pulled it. He said, no, we're not going to try it because he knew that they didn't have the votes. They, he knew he wouldn't be able to get yeah. over the 60 vote, uh, the the 60 votes in order to end the filibuster. So yeah. they are, and Eric, Eric, Eric Fartswell and AOC are pissed off about that. They're like, we did what we were supposed mm-hmm. to do in the House. Why can't you do what you're supposed to do in the Senate? And it's, well... You guys have a you guys have an easy majority in the house. You guys can just yes, sail exactly. Um, for, now. for now, yeah, until November. Um, but according to all reports, today, this morning, um, there was a bipartisan meeting working toward a gun control bill that Mitch McConnell was a part of. And Mitch Mitch McConnell, I almost said Mitch McCartney. Mitch McConnell is saying uh, that he wants to find a bipartisan solution to this issue. Historically, that means absolutely nothing coming from Mitch McConnell when it comes to gun control. Yeah. Historically. Historically. Historically, but we will see. But... That doesn't mean that he won't fold now. And he will still get the NRA's endorsement. He will, yeah. And the NRA will back whatever they put in place. Yep. Yep. And the NRA, um, whatever gets passed today, a few years from now, will be whatever, what the NRA um, defends. Because remember, uh, it was Wayne LaPierre. Uh, who said, uh, what was this, a year ago, a few months ago, he was at their convention and I, he said, you know, I the think that was 2020. Was that 2020? Was that two think, years ago I now? Think, I think that was 2020. Okay. And, and whatever it was, and he said, you know, the problem is the police aren't enforcing the current gun laws. Well, no, Wayne, the problem is that there are gun laws. That's the problem. And if you were truly were a gun rights organization, that's what you would have said. Now, those gun laws are the laws that, uh, you know, so-called gun rights politicians of past, of years past, fought tooth and nail against. But now the NRA is saying they need to be enforced. Whatever, if anything passes now or in this year, five years from now, the NRA will be saying, why don't the police enforce these laws against the thugs that are endangering our boys and girls in blue? Because they're a scam. The NRA is a scam. Stop giving money to it. Leave it. They don't care about your rights. Yep. Go over to uh, FPC, GOA, or NAR, 
something. NARC. NAGR. Yeah. NAGR. Uh, the two big ones. FP, so the GOA is Gun Owners Association. They're what the NRA pretends to be. Right. FPC is a group that is just straight up suing, uh, straight up suing company, uh, straight up suing uh, governments that are trying to pass gun laws, and they're doing a great job at it. I encourage you to join the GOA at GOA GunOwnersOfAmerica.org, uh, and to uh, I forget. Um, FEC stands for Firearms Policy Coalition. I forget offhand what their website is, but I go a, follow them it's... on social media. Go to their websites, sign up for them, become a part of what they're doing. They are incredible. Join You Are the Power to it, youarethepower.net, but also go to those and join them. Firearms Policy, Policy. Coalition. It's firearmspolicy.org. Firearms yes, firearmspolicy.org. So go yes. and uh, tune in or go and uh, check them out. And uh, if you happen to live in Minnesota. Yes. In the 7th help. district. Yes. Help Travis Bull Johnson. He's running for Congress. Uh, Travis Johnson, he says, raise cattle, not taxes. Uh, Travis is a libertarian uh, who is running for Congress in Minnesota's 7th district. Uh, and he is running to... Uh, he is running to end the wars, to bring the troops home, uh, to uh, decriminalize cannabis, and to uh, – he calls himself a, a Ron Paul uh, libertarian, and he wants to bring back the Ron Paul revolution. So if you want to help Bull in doing that, uh, I forget his website too. We should probably have that on the graphic. But uh, if you look up Travis Paul Johnson uh, for Congress, you will find his website. You can see how you can help and support him today and follow him on social media as well. Yes. Oh, also, uh, go to defythepower.com and stitchesandglitches.com, and you can get yourself a really nice tumbler that uh, these tumblers keep your hot's hot and your cold's cold, your tepid's tepid, your lukewarm's lukewarm. Whatever temperature you put liquid into this thing, it will stay that temperature. Uh, they also have water pipe conversion kits. They are water pipes, not bongs. They're not bongs. Bongs are illegal in many states, but water pipes, very legal. So they are water pipes. Don't put anything illegal in them because they're water pipes. Because they're water pipes. They're water pipes. Anyway, go to uh, defythepower.com or stitchesandclipses.com. They offer free customization, which is Thanks. insane. That they actually offer. They will customize the hell out of that thing. And uh, these mm -hmm. things are so high quality. I auctioned one of them at the uh, Libertarian Party convention in Reno, and we got $1,500 for $1, it. $1,500. 1500 It was autographed, but... Sure, but it was autographed by, you know, multiple people, but also it was the t the Tumblr helped. The Tumblr helped, yes. It was, it was the they, bought, they bought the Tumblr. They bought the Tumblr for $1,500. They, yeah, they bought the Tumblr. Like, I, I, I was one of the people who signed it. I didn't go home with them. Right. The, the Tumblr was what they purchased. These tumblers go for like fifteen hundred dollars. We have video evidence of it. We've sold them on here for seven, eight hundred bucks before. Uh, yeah, no, we've made hundred. We've sold these things for hundreds of dollars. You can get one right now for not for that. not that for not that not that at all for not that at all. I think I don't know how much they are. I think they're like thirty, twenty, thirty bucks. Uh, but they're great. Like we they're have incredible. a ton, we have a ton of them in this house. Uh, all of them from uh, stitches and glitches. John and Susan uh, were they had their Defy the Power booth in uh, in the Reno convention and they all but sold out 
They're fantastic. John, They're really John good and, quality stuff. John and Susan are fantastic. And they are currently yes. listening from uh, Roadkill 66 on Route 66. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're fantastic, and they're, they're, the quality of this product is amazing. I love mine. It, I, it is here yes. with me anytime I am on the show, um, and it goes with me many, many places. It doesn't go with me <clears> to work <throat> for one reason and one reason only, and that's because uh, the lid doesn't screw in like it does on this Nalgene. Uh, so that way when I have it hanging from something, it won't open. But it goes with me pretty much anywhere else I go. And um, I, I they're love... They're incredible. Yeah, no, they're incredible. And if you happen to be a Muddied Water subscriber, you get a discount. So... Oh, yeah. I, I knew I forgot something. We get a discount at our store, but you also get a discount at the DefyThePower.com and StitchesAndGlitches.com stores. Yes. Um... We have a couple of minutes. Do you want to quickly go over, without any notes, the inflation plan? Yes, Joe Biden is going to <laughs> fix inflation. <coughs> Which, by the way, he has been all torn up, rip-roaring mad about inflation in this country. In fact, he said, "I want I, the reason I ran for president is because I wanted to stop this economy, this so-called trickle-down economy. That? That's only been working for the wealthiest among us. You know, the economy that I've been helping to plan as one of the leading senators in Capitol Hill for, for 40 years. years. Yeah, for yeah, almost 50 years and or for about 40 years and then vice president. I was so angry all the whole time that I was the every law time. major initiative that I that I introduced or, or was a part of or co-sponsored that passed. And somehow it just kept getting worse from my own actions. And it made me so mad that I realized that only I could fix it as president. And the way I'm going to fix it is with is more deficit spending and higher taxes, his, even though that's his, what caused it. So he came out with this three-part plan. And I actually I took screenshots of it earlier uh, to send to somebody. Yeah. Um, this is the first plank, which I will read word for word. First of all, I want to say, we all know Joe Biden did not write this op-ed. It would make no sense for Joe Biden to write this op-ed because Mm -mm. I'm not sure he could. And uh, when you're the president, you don't have time to sit down and write out a however many word op-ed, you know, 2,000, 3,000 word op-ed. But whoever did it It captured his voice so well. Whoever did it captured his voice so well. Yes, uh, it would make no sense for him to write this, and if he did write it, it would make no sense. Yeah. Yes. First, the Federal Reserve has a primary responsibility to control inflation. My predecessor mm. demeaned the Fed, and past presidents have sought to influence its decisions inappropriately during periods of elevated inflation. Obama. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I won't do this. I have appointed highly qualified people from both parties to lead that institution. I agree with their assessment that fighting inflation is our top economic challenge right now. That is his first plank. Be nice to the trust Fed. the Fed. Be nice to and trust the Fed. That was now, his I will first say plank. 
I will say this. Donald Trump put tremendous pressure on the Fed to keep interest rates low, which absolutely have been a major contributor to inflation. The answer isn't to trust their judgment. The answer is to put tremendous, well, the answer is to audit them and then end them. But if you're not going to do that, the answer is to put tremendous pressure on them to keep inflation low by greatly raising the investment, the, uh, the overnight borrowing rate, so that we can basically stop the inflation of the money supply. Which, by the way, that's what inflation is. We fall into the trap of using the term inflation to refer to the increase in the cost of living. That's not what it is. That's the that's that's you could call it price inflation or increase in the cost of living. But inflation refers to the inflation of the monetary supply, which causes the cost of living to go up. So the first plank is already DOA because you don't trust the people that caused this to happen. You put you either end them. And, and leave currency to the free market, or you put pressure on them to keep that, to, to take that uh, uh, overnight borrowing rate as high as possible to stop the inflation, to stop the malinvestment, and then when multiple companies crumble as a result of that, good, because they were built on that. Yes, they were. His second point of his three-point plan, and the first one, wasn't really a point it was like hey let's not be mean yes uh his second point starts off with his usual platitudes of we need to take every practical step to make things more affordable for families which is a terrifying terrifying statement from somebody who has done nothing to make things more affordable um Mm. the price at the pump is elevated in large part because russia Coming from the man who said, when I'm president, you won't hear me blaming others. I will take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Because Russian oil and gas and refining capacity are off the market. We can't let up on our global effort to punish Putin for what he's done. And we must mitigate these effects for American consumers. This is why I led the release from the global oil reserves, the largest release from global oil reserves in history, which did nothing. Which did, it did nothing. nothing. It went up. The price went up. What was it? What was the? Uh, what was the? What was the global? It was the equivalent of like how many days of our use? Three like days. The whole thing. I think three, like days. three days. Use. It did. It didn't even cause a temporary reduction in it. It did it nothing. Was a, in fact, it actually led to an increase because speculators realized he had no plan whatsoever. He had nothing. And and as Matt has talked about, as we talked about, it was mostly Matt that talked about it. It's not even the right type of crude oil for our refineries. So we were then taking it to other countries. Yeah, it went to India, China, and Canada. I cannot believe that he is still saying that as one of his main, look what I did. That would be like, wow, I am so upset at just the rash of car accidents that have been uh, happening at this intersection. And so uh, I painted, uh, I I, I re I, there was a, a, a nick on the stop sign, and so I repainted it red. Uh, jo- Jonathan Turco says, what's a week's worth of oil? Uh, I can't do that math in my head, but if I remember correctly, a day's worth of oil is 23 million barrels. Yeah. If it- and again, it wasn't even released domestically. It had to end up being released elsewhere. 
so that they could refine it and then ship it back. And then ship it back? Uh, (laughs) Congress could help right away by passing clean energy tax credits and investments that I have proposed. That's not going to help people at the pump. If you release clean energy tax credits, that's going to help people who have the excess money to put solar panels on, to install new windows, to upgrade to uh, electric vehicles. But a lot of people don't have that now. Yes. And it's going to temporarily make it easier, but also cause a subsidy, which causes the price of all those things to increase. So even the price of that will end up increasing. And at no point will government building a bunch of freaking charging stations that aren't even needed or in demand right now in much of the country, at least not to the extent that they're building them. So they're going to end up lying fallow. What that ends up doing is that leads to a, a, a use of a allocation of resources that would have otherwise been used for something else towards that. So that's called government malinvestment. You have the government making things or producing things or installing things that aren't actually needed, which is pulling resources and money away from things that actually are needed, which causes an artificial reduction of supply of other things and an increase in the cost of the goods and materials because they're being used for that. It would be like saying, I'm going to fix the housing crisis by building a million houses a thousand miles away where no one needs houses. And then the price of all the lumber and everything else that I'm using to build the houses goes up, which causes the price of houses here to go up as well. But also you don't get any houses because they're far away. Which is odd that you say that because the next part of this step two is my housing supply action plan will make housing more affordable by building more than a million Uh units. Closing the housing shortfall in the next five years. Yes. (laughs) I didn't even know that was in there. It's so funny that you, like, I could tell that you were just kind of ripping. I didn't even know that was in there. This is how inept government is. I just made, like, a ridiculous hypothetical to explain how something would be made worse if anyone could be stupid enough to do it. And that was the next point on his plan. It wasn't the next one. It was just, it was the one after. It's not even the, it's part of step two, but oh God, I was like, well, I have to read this one next because holy crap, the timing is amazing. The the one after, the one before that was. I'm need- scared to make analogies anymore because that's <laughs> going to be Joe Biden's next plan. When you said it, I was like, did he, did he read this? Uh No. I had no idea. I didn't read it, nor did I read his plan yet. I have absolutely no idea that was in there. That's I just said, yo, something as dumb as building a million houses. That's what he wrote. Uh, he also said that we need to, we can reduce the cost. This is so dumb. God, this is so dumb. Um, we can reduce the cost of everyday goods by fixing broken supply chains. Yes, that's true. That's true, but how are you going to do it? Uh, improving infrastructure and cracking down on the exorbitant fees that foreign ocean freight companies charge to move products. So while these people are stuck in these broken chains, where thirty, where there's bragging that thirty to forty uh, ships are stuck in the supply chains in California a day, yeah, like they're trying to yeah. get in. That's not including the ones that haven't even come up to be able to get stuck there 
while yeah, they're out yeah. there, they're literally floundering at sea. Right. While they're out there trying to get fed, trying to make sure that they have enough fuel, they want to make them cut their costs. They're going to try to force that, and it's not going to go well. Because <laughs> all that's no, going to do it's is... Gonna, these, they're going to bring their boats back, and they're going to go out of business and go bankrupt so they don't have to, to pay whatever fees or fines are being levied, which is also happening. Companies have reached a point they're just sending people to take the crew members, and some of the ships are just left there because they're going out of business so they don't have to pay their debts. And in the midst of that, you're now going to say that they, they can't have market-based pricing for their fees. I wonder if he's going to tell the unions that at the docks that they have to cut their costs and their wages. Josh, uh, Josh Umba said in the Jones Act, he kind of asked it as a question yes. with exclamation points. But yes, 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 that would be a great idea. That would You'll notice great. that wasn't in his plan. No, because that's greatly affecting the supply chain right now. Just a bit of a side note here. You notice that the drug cartels haven't been affected by supply chain but disruption. You can still get cocaine. Do you know why? The reason why there's been no disruption to the supply chain is because they don't follow the laws or get licenses or get permits or any of that. They didn't care about the lockdowns. They didn't care about anything. They don't care about any of the regulations. And so as a result of that, their supply chain is doing fantastic. Yeah, they're thriving. The uh, it, it's it's similar to the uh, for food and formula shortage, which is only if there's no shortage. It's a crisis that is caused by government here, nowhere else in any not in any other country on earth are they having a hard time getting formula. The reason that we're having a hard time getting formula here is thanks to the USMCA, which was introduced. Uh, and sign, uh, introduced, passed by the um, uh, by Democrats and Republicans in Congress with near unanimity and signed proudly by President Donald Trump. And the USMCA, among other things, drastically increased the tariffs on imported uh, uh, formula, making them cost prohibitive for most of them to even have them here, which reduced the supply of the formula. But that's OK, because we've got two factories here in the United States that are or, or a, a handful of factories here, the two of which produce almost all of the, the formula. And certainly nothing's ever going to happen in any of those factories that would let, lead to massive shortages. Well, it turns out that's what happened. Um, so the next part, uh, this is actually all of uh, part three was the supply chain and the housing. And we can reduce the price of prescription drugs by giving Medicare the power to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies and capping the cost of insulin. We can lower the cost of child and elder care to help parents get back to work. None of that works. None of that will the work. The government... Medicare or Medicaid and Medicare, when it historically, when it has come to negotiating um, pricing, the negotiations depend entirely on how connected the companies that they're negotiating with are. Part of the reason that you've seen so many, and there are many reasons for this, but this is part of the reason, or one of the reasons that you have seen so many small. Uh, providers, small, you know, independently owned doctors' offices and so forth being uh, shut down and replaced with larger companies is because those larger companies 
are able to negotiate better sweetheart deals with the government and with government-sponsored insurance companies than these smaller companies. Because it's not dictated by market. It's not even dictated by an economy of scale. It's dictated by your access to lobbying power for the given politicians who oversee the budgets of the agencies that you're negotiating with. So at a time when uh, healthcare at every aspect is more provided by big business than at any other point in history, and it's getting worse every single day, or it's getting more skewed towards big business every single day, the last people that you want being the bulk negotiators of drug prices and other um, pricing for um, other types of care, elder care, child care, the last thing that you want is the government to be the one negotiating that. Yes. Yeah. One, 100%. Um, and that was, that's his entire plan. What he did say at the end of his op-ed, which since you haven't read it, I get to put this as a challenge to you. <clears throat> mm. He said that he would debate anybody on whether or not this would work. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's set up a debate on muddied waters between you and the president of the United States. I don't I'm going to tweet that out after this show. Good. You yeah. said in your op-ed that you would debate anyone. Debate me. Yeah. I. The scientific libertarian uh, 2.0 says that they would accept. Um, yeah, it. He didn't. He said nothing. Like he said, we're going to build houses. We're going to, you know. But he hasn't said anything of note. So there's no way he could debate this with any ability. Um. So yeah, it. It's a terrible plan. It's it's going to make things worse. It's going to make things worse. We yeah. are going to end up with reported. Not actual, reported of, I'm going to say 12, 13% in the next. Oh, yeah. No, we're going into double, we're going into reported double digit inflation. We're already at true double digit inflation and adjusted for, we are in a severe, we're already in a recession now. Um, Adjusted for inflation, we are seeing, we are in a double digit recession. Um, We are seeing a, a literal decimating of our economy. Uh, a decimation is when uh, you have anything 10% or higher uh, reduction of something. Um, we're seeing that. Yeah. Now, it's 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 going to get – I was talking to somebody about this before the show, but it's going to get really bad because you're going to start seeing that. And spoiler alert, the Republicans are going to win in November. Like that's just going – that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. No, that's going to happen. And after they take office – they're going to start you're going to start seeing reports of what is much closer to the actual inflation numbers and they're going to say well if they would just pass whatever Biden wants them to pass this wouldn't be happening and that's not going to be the whatever they pass is isn't going to help because Biden won't sign it and whatever they're going to pa- try to pass that Biden won't sign probably wouldn't help much anyway however whatever Biden wants them to pass isn't going to help it is going to be a while before we start seeing any real improvement in this area. Agreed. 
Agreed. It's Agreed. it's it and it will only it will improve. See, the problem is it used to be that, well, okay, but once we have a recession, then we'll have a um, then we'll see the the uh, you know uh, inflation go down. I don't think that's going to happen because we now have where they just keep ramping up uh, subsidies and deficit spending to try to stop the uh, economic downfall uh, from happening. Um, it all that leads to is a paper recovery or a paper good economy, which is really just the very wealthiest getting rich, everyone else stagnating or doing worse, and the cost of living going through the roof. Right. There's yeah. never a correction. There's never a correction of the market because they just keep pumping more money. The real correction will come when we reach the true point of saturation in which no amount of um, no amount of new money, no amount of malinvestment, no amount of anything will stop people from realizing this thing has reached its precipice. And when that happens, you will see a correction, the likes of which has only been seen in countries like Zimbabwe and Venezuela and Greece and uh, in, uh, countries that have just had catastrophic failures of their economy. When that happens, assuming we don't make a course correction before that, when that happens, it will not be like when it happened in those countries because our economy is, depending on who you ask, either the largest or second largest economy on earth. So when that happens, there will be the makings of a massive global depression that is really unprecedented in in the in world history. Yeah. But we have good news. And that is that tomorrow we have a special episode of the of Mr. America the Bearded Tree. Is that what it, that is tomorrow? Do we have is that it? tomorrow? Hold on. Okay. Um, yeah, Mr. America the Bearded Truth at 145 Eastern. Join Mr. America and uh oh, it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> of Mr. America, the bearded truth at 145. It'll be me and Jason Lyon. I just found that out. Uh, and then join then, me on, here yes. on Thursday. Does does he have a Friday? Uh, join me here Thursday for a brand new episode of the Writer's Block, where you won't believe who my guest is going to be. And you know what? Neither will I. Uh, I believe it. I'll believe it. Yes, I, I believe it. Uh, no, on no, no, Mister America, because he's interviewing me on Wednesday. On on Wednesday, <laughs> and then tune and in, then tune in Sunday then, night. Tune in yeah. Sunday night for a brand new episode at eight o'clock. I feel I feel safe saying eight. It might eight to eight o five. Eight to eight. Eight to eight oh five Eastern for a brand new episode of Muddied America. If you miss the live show, you have to be a subscriber to see it. So if you don't want to pay us ten bucks a month, watch it live. Um, and that will bring it well back. And then, but this weekend, if you happen to live in Nebraska for some reason, uh, come to my events on Friday. And Saturday. 
No, wait, just on J- yes, J- on Jason, Friday and Saturday on Friday. Jason is in the comments, and he's saying, "What am I doing? Oh no, I sent the wrong date." I don't know if he's being oh. serious or not, but that's what he said in the comments. Okay, well, we're gonna need to know if that's serious or not because I don't know. <laughs> If we're doing this anyway, while he's telling us if he's serious or not, then join, join me uh, on Friday the third at the Scott Zimmerman fundraiser at the Seward Bowl. I hope I'm saying Seward right, Seward Bowl on over on Fourth Street in Seward, Nebraska. Then join me on Saturday the fourth for a shooting event at noon at doesn't say in Nebraska. Somewhere in Nebraska, and then Liberty Fest, which is a an event, an all day event in also somewhere in Nebraska. That's this weekend, and then, then oh boy, oh you're not going to believe it. Then on uh, Tuesday the seventh, Tuesday yes, muddy waters of freedom, using our new format. Is it going to be too like when I? We need to figure that part out. Yes. We need to figure that part out. Yes. Uh, we, yeah. Yes. Matt. Hey, if someone were to try to find us on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, how? Uh, if someone were to try to find us on the internet, it would be possible. If you go to your favorite social media platforms and type in Muddied Waters Media, you should be able to find us. Uh, if not, it's not our fault. Um <laughs> Because I think we're we're on a good portion of them. We may not be active, but we're there. Um, Breaking so, news! It's I'm going to be on Mr. America on July 1st, not June 1st. So on Thursday? Oh, July 1st. Yeah, July 1st, not June 1st. Okay, got it. Next month. So who does yes. Jason have? Who does Jason have Friday? Apparently, so, no one. Uh, does he not? I don't see it. On Friday, well, yeah, I didn't put it in the, I didn't put it in the notes because I always forget. Uh, mm. um, yeah, it's not on the calendar either. No, Mister Miracle. Oh, he has Tony Durazio. No, oh. Tony Durazio is going to be on Mister America: The Bearded Truth on Friday at two p.m. Eastern. Uh, so tune in for that. Um, mm. And I am interested. Yep, I have Tony this Friday. Uh, yeah, so tune in for that, and that way um, we can hear what Tony has to say about yes. what happened in How... Sparks, Nevada. Yes. Now, you were saying. Yes. About... Yes, yeah. you can find us on your favorite social media sites. Or, if you are one of those old school people who uh, don't who don't uh, enjoy looking at our boyish good looks our well moisturized boyish good looks and the steely blue eyes that pierce your soul like cupid's arrow uh and instead listen enjoy listening to the sweet dulcet tones of our smooth jazz voices you can head on over to i have no idea how you're gonna do this to Anchor.fm slash muddied waters. That's actually better than it normally is. 
Wow. You can head on over to anchor.fm. I don't know if, yes, Meg Jones is still in the chat. So just for her, we are going to do this. And anchor.fm slash muddied waters, where you can do things like leave us messages. You can leave us messages and you can subscribe. Mm -hmm. And for the cost of one cup of with future inflation, the cost of one cup of coffee a month, you can get mm-hmm. so much wonderful, fantastic content oh boy. from us. Exclusive yes. content, which is about to be so much more exclusive content. Yes. Or you can find this in every other episode every week at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Well, that sounds fantastic. I'm very excited. I hope all everyone watching this is in Nebraska because then we get to shoot guns together. I mean, statistically, that's unlikely that you are. But if you're near it, come out to see me. Join Jason. No, join Matt on Thursday. Join Jason on Friday. Join me this weekend in Nebraska and join us right back here. Same muddy place. Same muddy time. Probably. Maybe. Probably. For maybe for a fantastic but pre-recorded and much better quality episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Matt? No, I already did that. Yep. Folks, <laughs> we love you so much. Thanks for joining us and tuning in. And where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>